Hello everyone and welcome to DCOM Center, where two childhood best friends review, reflect, and poke fun at the Disney Channel original movies that they grew up with. And maybe more recent ones, but who knows how far we'll go. So Michael, first of all, hello. Good to see you. Uh, good, to, good to hear you uh, during this tropical storm. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're coming to you from a disaster site it's called Florida. There's no rain or wind currently. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Not yet. So, while we have this time before the disaster, we will tell you about this movie. This movie, I never finished back in the day, Michael. Oh, no. High school me thought it was dumb, and post-grad me also thinks it's dumb. But we did all the other high school musicals, so I figured we should give this one a shot. This one being... Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, which came out May 22nd in 2011. I never once watched it uh, when it came out. I forgot it existed for a solid, I'd say, seven years. <laughs> and then Disney Plus came along and I saw it on Disney Plus and I was like, oh yeah, that's a thing. And I still didn't watch it. Then I watched it for this podcast and, uh, well, you know what? I'll leave you in suspense for my opinions, Kelly. Ooh. But let's not leave you in suspense for my summary, which I will now give to you. Yes, please. If you're looking for a high school musical spin-off, while this movie is truly a bit off, follow Sharpay Evans to New York as she pursues her Broadway dreams with her first audition. Well, except she later finds out the audition was actually for her dog. So now Sharpay must adjust to a non-pampered lifestyle as she tries to find her big break for her and her dog. Yeah, that's about it, Kelly. Got any fun facts? Yep, yep. This is the 84th decom, so the one right after Lemonade Mouth. You're we did not do this on purpose, folks. I just kidding picked me. them at random. You say this every time. It's like you're never surprised. Or you're never not surprised. Every single time, it's a shock to me. I had no idea. Yeah, no. I picked these out a long time ago. I did not even realize they were in order, so. This is great. Also, as all decoms are, even though this takes place in New York, it's filmed in Toronto, Canada. <laughs> nice. As all DCOMs truly are, you're right. Yes. And this was actually released on DVD first, a month before it came out on Disney Channel, and it was the first DCOM to do so. Okay. Don't know why they did that, but they could still consider it a DCOM or a Disney Channel original movie. You see, that's what confused me, because I didn't think this was a disney channel original movie i thought somehow it came out in theaters or yeah I, I knew it was on dvd i didn't know it was considered a disney channel original movie until you told me we were doing it for the podcast apparently it is yeah you know what happy to have it and this last thing i have to add it's not really a fun fact it's more just a sad fact there is a special cameo with lucas grabiel that was just for disney channel because it's not on a DVD release or on Disney Plus, unfortunately. I don't know where it is. That's a shame. It's lost to history, Kelly. Lost to time. Yeah. I was really hoping it was going to happen on Disney Plus, And then the credits rolled. And, well, I kept you know, waiting for the uh, then credits. And then still nothing. What an absolute shame. Now, did you have you seen it before? Or did you just know about it? 
No, I, I, in my research, I found out about it. I never finished it, as I said earlier. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So you haven't seen it either? No. Wow. Wow, wow. I feel a little let down. I mean, he's not absent from the cut that we got. Um, well, yeah, he sings some songs. it would have been cool to see. Yeah, there, you can hear his voice in song. Yeah. In the background, but you do not get to physically see him, which is very disappointing. Well, thanks for the fun facts, Kelly. It left us on a little sour one, but we'll try to pick it back up with this summary here. I mean, it's a plot. plot. It's the same thing. It's a summary of the plot, right? Sure. You have the long version. I have the short version. Yeah. <laughs> Let's waste no time and get right into the main event here, Kelly. Sharpay's fabulous adventure opens, as it should, with Sharpay Evans singing Gonna Shine in a complete production on what looks like a fashion runway. Um, definitely strikes me as a Sharpay kind of song, and it probably would have fit right in with any of the, the mainline High School Musical movies as just one of her, like, aside performances. You know what I mean? Well, I just didn't understand why she was performing on a catwalk. Like, is this a theater production or a fashion show? Yeah, that was my question too, Kelly. Um... But it turns out that this was a performance for the Albuquerque Benefit for the Arts Annual Fundraiser. And according to Sharpay's dad, she just stole the show. So the parents um, are the only returning cast members. Well, along with Ashley Tisdale. Well, well this, besides the main character. I mean, I'm glad the parents were replaced because that would be really dumb. But it's just, That would have been dumb. It sucks. It's all we get are Sharpay and the parents. There is mention to, there's like brief mentions to a past life of hers, maybe one from East High School. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's there's no uh, other cameos from other characters from the, the, the mainline movies. Nope, nothing. A real missed opportunity here. Don't even know what they're doing. Uh, so Sharpay gets introduced to Jerry Taylor, who sees her raw talent and true gift. Uh, he's cast. He's a casting agent from New York who's casting for his new musical on Broadway, uh, and he says that he'd love to set up an audition for her. Cool. Sounds great. Um, it's a show starring an actress named Amber Lee Adams, uh, and she's apparently only the most amazing performer ever, Kelly. Her and Sharpay must have so much in common. I guess. Doesn't sound like dad is going to let her take this monumental step out to New York, Kelly. But, I mean, what else does Sharpay buy such expensive shoes for if not to take these monumental steps? That was what, that was a, that was a, I, I enjoyed that joke. That was a good one. <laughs> it's one year since she graduated high school and Sharpay was supposed to be looking for what's next in her life. You know, like what is supposed to be her calling? What, what is she meant to be doing? I I don't know about dad, but like this to me sure does sound like that next step she was looking for. I mean, she's she's getting an audition lined up for Broadway. I can't think of a much, you know, louder sign that she has something going for her. You know what I mean? Yeah, she should at least try. Exactly. I mean, it really, you know, the way that they just throw money around, it doesn't cost them anything to just ship her out to New York for a couple of weeks, just at least for the audition. Yeah, seriously. He says she hasn't shown that she's ready for this, but uh, didn't he just rant and rave about how well she did at the fundraiser? What do you mean she's not ready to perform like this, you know? Yeah. 
She tasks her friends with helping her set everything up for a move to New York. They cover travel, lodging, shopping, and the audition. It's all set up, Kelly. And so now she prepares a, um, you know, she goes a step above a PowerPoint presentation and she puts an actual board together and shows her dad that she's ready to go because New York is her calling. Good for her. Despite the uh, the performance here, dad isn't really convinced uh, to let her go. But mom softens him up a bit by saying that she has a friend who has a son who goes to NYU who may be able to help keep an eye on Sharpay while she makes the big move out to New York. Sharpay is finally able to guilt her dad into letting her go, but he's got one condition. She only has one month to get into the show and prove to him that she can take care of herself. If she fails, she has to come back and work for her dad at the country club. I mean, it's not a bad deal. I'd, I'd give him maybe more than a month, but still an ultimatum. Yeah, I mean, I don't know of any shows on Broadway going from auditions to um, opening night in one month, but <laughs> whatever. If you get the role and you're doing well on your own, you can stay. Yeah, that would be fine. That's it, how I see it in my eyes. Not Yeah, it's not realistic to do opening night within a month. I just think it's a win-win for Sharpay. I know she doesn't see it like that, but on one hand, she's a smash hit on Broadway and she sets up her future really well. On the other hand, she gets a cushy job at her family-owned country club where she gets waited on hand and foot every single day, you know? So it it, it seems like things are going well either way. Mm. Cue some scenic shots of New York City as Sharpay makes her pilgrimage to the Big Apple. She arrives at her penthouse, and my goodness, Kelly, I wish I had more than $7 in my wallet right now, because this thing, you know, it makes me a little envious. Yeah. Her dog boy hops out of the purse to take a look at the new place, but this is when things start to get a little hairy for Sharpay, Kelly. Right off the bat, manager lady of, the, of, her, of her building tells her that there's a strict no-dogs-allowed policy here. Sharpay says that if he goes, she goes, and, well, they're out on the street, Kelly. This annoyed me because why would the dad not check if the dog could stay there if he set her up in this expensive place? I think he was solely funding things because didn't her friends help set everything up? Uh, I don't remember because I was too busy wondering who these friends were and why they weren't involved in the last movies if they're so close to her. Yeah, I don't remember either. But, I mean, where is, uh, well, I guess Ryan's off in college. and I, Well, I guess everybody's off in college because she to Juilliard. Just stayed behind. Yeah, so, wow. Yeah, and it's not like we see these friends again anyway, so it, it be what it be. Yeah. So while they're sitting out on the street, a guy named Peyton starts filming them. He's a film student at NYU uh, with an assignment to capture one unique New York story. And Sharpay might just be his New York story, Kelly. Um. <laughs> As it turns out, Peyton is actually the son of Sharpay's mom. And uh, he was actually on his way to go check up on Sharpay. Now that she's homeless, Peyton says he may be able to set her up with a place in his building. That's nice. Yeah. You know, look at him, a stand-up guy. With no bellman in sight, somehow Peyton is supposed to get all of Sharpay's things over to the new building. 
Upon arrival, Sharpay screams. This place is definitely not up to her standards. Uh, looks like the building is full of aspiring actresses just like her, though, because some of Peyton's friends are, are leaving as they arrive, and they're going off to acting class. Mm. Arriving at her new studio, I mean, well, it's no MGM, Kelly, but it does have a Murphy bed, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I could go without the bathtub in the kitchen, but, I mean, hey, there's no place like home. Yeah, the bathtub is the scariest part of that apartment. <laughs> Yeah, and the more troubling thing is I didn't see a toilet. So, um, what's doubling as the toilet? Is it the sink or the bathtub? I, I don't know. This whole place is gross. Uh, does Sharpay <laughs> even know how to cook? No, we don't see that stove turn on once in this movie, Kelly. This is, this is all just problematic. <laughs> yeah. She's got to make this place work, though, because, you know, she has to prove her dad wrong and all that. So she can't be calling and saying, hey, I'm out on the streets again. Just explaining the situation should be so easy to fix. Like, hey, dad, the place that you paid for won't let my dog stay there. So get me a new place. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's definitely ways around this, uh, but... I guess, she, you know, she's proud, she's confident, she can't let her dad know that anything is going even slightly wrong. Because she's worried he'll he'll make her come home. I, I just, I think that one thing was easy to fix and not a problem, not sending home worthy. Should have been, yes. Peyton takes her on a surprise trip. When she opens her eyes, she sees a beautiful theater and she is center stage. Peyton eases her mind and says that things will get better. You just have to adapt to your surroundings. Pretty good advice. Hmm. Then he says that anything you have to do will be worth it to get to your dream. Oh. We get a montage of Sharpay discovering New York to the tune of an Allie and AJ cover of Walking on Sunshine, which is everything I didn't know I wanted in this movie. It was finally something I wanted in this movie. So she finds a store called Think Pink and is inspired for a bit of reno in her studio, Kelly. Uh, they go back and paint the place pink, and maybe things won't be so bad after all, Kelly. They, this this bit of uh, home redesign really seems to lighten her mood. So, you're allowed to just paint the entire apartment you're renting? Does that mean you gotta paint it back to gray? Yeah, I mean, it. You know, it's not student housing, even though there are stu a bunch of NYU students living in the building. I know that in my apartment complex, I think I only, either I paint it back myself or I pay them $100 to do it for me at the end of my lease. But, oh. I mean, when you're looking at where she was before to how it turns out after she paints it, I think it's well worth whatever fees I'll have to pay at the end. Oh, yes, yes. It's just uh, she's really just making this rental her own now. Yeah, and um, one other shocking thing in this scene was when she takes the camera for Peyton and starts filming. He paints the lens of the camera. Now, Kelly, you're you, you're you're a part of the the film scene. You know, you you you're a film. You were a film student yourself. Uh, would you ever paint the lens of a camera? No, it's for so expensive. A decent shot. No, that's what you just do. What Bo Burnham does, and just put a plexiglass in front of your screen. Then paint that or wipe that. Yeah, this was rough. I was like, no, why'd you do that? Stupid. Um, so she's happy after the, the paint job, and now she goes to lay down in bed. And, of course, the Murphy bed closes with her in it. 
And I, I genuinely laughed at this, not only because it's a funny thing to happen, but I also laughed at the fact that this isn't the first time that Ashley Ki- Ashley Tisdale has had a character who battled with a Murphy bed. Oh, yeah. This is very common. It's happened apparently. in The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah, it happens a lot, apparently. Yeah, so you, you just love to see it. The next day, Peyton comes by to accompany Sharpay as she sets out to make history at her audition. She sets up an audition for tomorrow, and the casting director asks that boy be well-groomed. Oh, did, did she not get the info, Kelly? It's boy they want, not Sharpay. I'm not sure how she confused it. I mean, it was incredibly clear by the way that they discussed it in the inver- incredibly confusing manner. They go back and forth about it. Yeah, it's not fair. It's not clear and it's not fair. You're right. Also, did they name the dog Boy so the girl's best friend could be called Boy? <laughs> I don't I don't know about that. Just like the whole like mix up, like how did no one see this? Not even the parents who let her go. They they didn't just be like, well, "Let me look at the contract, please." Yeah, definitely. Um... Or the email. And I mean, also the theater posters have paw prints. <laughs> yeah. Um also, I mean, she knew that Amy Lee Adams was going to be playing the the main role. So I don't know what she thought she was auditioning for. I guess the friend, but I don't know. It's just really stupid. So how could she have come all this way with nothing going the way she planned it, Kelly? What's she going to tell her dad now? Nothing. Yeah. Peyton tries to spin this and tells her to be happy for boy. Also, she can't give up now because... He, she is the star of Peyton's film now, you know, so she's got something going for her. <sighs> I guess. Change of strategy. If Boy becomes a success, Sharpay will be there as well because she is his entourage and his fame will lead to her fame. Nope. Can't judge that leap in logic there at all, Kelly. Cut to the audition. We watch Sharpay and Boy perform My Boy and Me, which I love. I love a good work and pup. You know, I love a I love a dance number with a dog involved. This was fun. Boy was meant for Broadway. He is a special dog. Um, but it's time to see the competition. Here comes Roger singing My Girl and Me, this time with his dog Countess. And hey, that's the kid from Good Luck Charlie. Yeah, I literally wrote, oh, it's the kid from Good Luck Charlie. <laughs> yep, me too. He just screams entitlement in this movie and I hate him. Oh, he sure does. Um... Oh, where are his parents, all right? I don't know. He's in college now, in real life. Oh, good for him. Countess has multiple Broadway billings under her collar already, and when she's on stage, her and boy lock eyes and have this adorable Lady in the Tramp moment. I I loved, I love it. Regardless, this song has some of the worst lip syncing I've ever seen before. Like, truly awful, and I wonder why they didn't do a couple more takes just to try to match it up a little bit better. Mm. Amber Lee Adams is here and she enjoyed the performance. Her and Sharpay meet and Amber tweets about Sharpay. Uh, she doesn't know how they'll decide which dog to go with. Uh, she says it's the opportunity of a lifetime as well for her because on Broadway, real people will be watching. So she, she seems like she wants to tell everybody that this is a big deal for her. <laughs> They're going to choose a dog by working with both during rehearsals, and they'll see who works better. Amber has nothing but praise to say to Sharpay, and she even gives Sharpay her number to call if she ever needs anything. Is she awesome or what? 
After a heated exchange between their owners, Countess and Boy lock eyes once more, and I laugh again because this blossoming love story is one that rivals even that of the great Troy and Gabriella, and they haven't even sniffed each other's butts yet, Kelly. Um, okay? Come on, you don't love the little puppy love? They're just looking at each other and the music swells. I just, it's not what I want. It's not the romance I wanted in this movie. Oh, it's so cute. It's better. Later that night, Sharpay trains Boy, and Peyton gives her a lesson on confidence versus arrogance. Now it's officially the first day of rehearsal for A Girl's Best Friend, which, again, is the title of the movie. Amberly Adams once again says that this is the opportunity of a lifetime for her, and Boy is up first for the rehearsal. Almost immediately during the rehearsal, Amber's diva begins to show, with just her offhanded comments about the script and things like that. And in the next take, Countess tries to out-cute Boy, which is tough, because I believe she's a Cocker Spaniel, and I think that a Yorkie out-cutes a Cocker Spaniel any day of the week. I don't know about you, Kelly, but I'd always have a, a Yorkie in my Nintendogs library. Uh, me and Yorkies just don't really get along that much, so... Oh, that's a shame. They got stinky breath, though, so I don't blame you too much. I mean, just brush your dog's teeth. Yeah, that's true. Between scenes, Roger tries to sabotage uh, Boy's audition by rubbing raw chicken on Amber's shoes. Absolutely nasty, but it does seem to work because Boy can't stop licking them when he's up. Truly horrifying for you, I'm sure, Kelly. Yeah, it was. I'd have to like <laughs> throw my shoes out if that was mine. Oh, that's nasty. Two can play at this game, though, because Sharpay brings in a dog whistle and throws Countess off her game, causing her to spin all over the place during her audition. This back and forth goes out of hand when Roger lets a cat loose backstage and Boy chases after it. The dogs now take a break for a nap. It's union rules, after all, which, again, I thought was a hilarious little little gag there. The dogs have their own union. I mean, they should. You think Airbud's in yeah. the union? So it's so funny. You know, he's gotta be. I'm sure he's in the academy too. <laughs> in their green room, Amber comes by and tells the pooches that she wishes she could find a way to get rid of them. How evil. I mean, I, I know I knew there was something wrong with her, but you don't have to come after the dogs like this, Kelly. It's it's not their fault. No, and just the way that they look, just their eyes really wide at her when she's talking. I was like, come on, how could you be doing this? <laughs> Later that night, Sharpay and Peyton are talking in her, in her studio, and her dad tries to video call her. She freaks out because he thinks she's at her penthouse, and this could ruin it all for her because, you know, she's living in her dingy little studio. I don't understand, like, who is paying for this apartment if her dad doesn't know about it? Maybe he's just sending her, like, a lump sum of money. It would just make more sense if he paid the place directly, because that just seems more like with like how he is. Yeah, probably. Who knows? Maybe he's still paying for the penthouse. Oh no. Which is just a real shame of. They shouldn't be billing you know, what him. What a waste. Yeah, who knows? I mean, we could take a class in Disney finance. We could look for that. <laughs> So she dances around the truth while she's chatting with him, and it turns out that she only has two weeks left to make it all work out here in New York. The next day, Amberly Adams is in full diva mode. She fires her assistant for getting hit by a bike messenger and not getting her her water in time. 
Um, Sharpay sees the ex-assistant run off in tears and offers to help Amber out until she replaces her. She takes this position in subtle hopes that it gives Boy an edge for the role in the play. Peyton tells Sharpay that this really isn't wise. It, it's taking advantage and it just really doesn't seem right. In the middle of the night, Sharpay gets a call from Amber and she tells her to meet her at her place. So Sharpay trekked all the way across town because Amber couldn't reach her purse. She pretends it was a test, but Sharpay gets the purse for her anyway. How mad would you be, Kelly? What if I called you over to my place and it was just because I couldn't reach the remote? I'd grab the remote and then throw it at you. Yeah. Hard. Yeah, that's what I'd expect. (laughs) It's going to hurt. But Sharpay kind of just accepts it and moves on. While going over Amber's script for her, Peyton asks Sharpay if she wants to go out for dinner. But despite the script kind of mirroring her life about a like some sort of a blossoming love in a new city, she doesn't take the hint and she turns Peyton down. Amber continues to take advantage of Sharpay, and uh, now she's her maid, her stylist, and everything. She's got Sharpay doing chores, and it's truly a sight to behold. It's just... She she came here for an audition, turns out to be her dog, and she's just acting as if she's doing all this stuff for her, but it's for her dog. Yeah. You know? Just none of this makes sense. What how did why why is this happening? You know, Kelly, it's a it's I'm a, annoyed. It's a good question. Um I think it's a a bunch of factors. Maybe she does think that Maybe she is truly looking out for Boy, wanting him to get his shot. Maybe she does think it's going to lead to something for her in the future. Maybe she likes being Amber's friend. Maybe she thinks Amber might do something for her. Maybe she is falling in love with Peyton. Who knows, Kelly? We'll find out in a little bit. I hope. There's been a change to the script, and Roger tells the guy that is giving out the script that he's going to get the changes to Sharpay, which of course he doesn't do. This makes Amber lose her cool on stage, of course, after Boy misses his cue. And, uh, none of this is right, Kelly. But you know what is? The love between Countess and Boy. I could watch an hour and a half of just these dogs making googly eyes at each other. The two of them run off together, and they have a fabulous adventure around New York. All to the tune of a cover of Justin Bieber's Baby, sung by none other than Lucas Grabio Kelly. I was so confused that they put a Justin Bieber song in a decom. I just thought that was so weird. I mean, at least it is sung by Lucas Grabio, not Justin. It was just, it really threw me off there. Yes, it's a very straight to DVD sort of thing to happen in a movie, Kelly. Um, Yeah. I think, like, it's weird because they could have gone all the way one way or all the way the other, but they chose to split the difference. Like, they could have gone all original songs or they could have gone all cover songs. But there's a mix of both. And I kind of wish they had just chosen one. <laughs> yeah, I really wish they did too. Also, like, was this love story better than that dog movie that made you uh, cry? Oh, there was no love story in this, that, in that one. Oh, okay. That one was just a, that one was just a tearjerker. Um, but, I mean, I, I told you before, I, this is a, a love story that rivals that of even the best of DCOMs, Kelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could name a handful of DCOMs that ha- that have a worse love plot than this one. <laughs> okay. 
can you can you name me three? Since you said you can. Okay, yeah. So, um, Alley Cat Strike have a has a worse love story than this. Uh, the thirteenth year. Well, there's a subplot. No, no, uh, maybe there isn't. The thirteenth year certainly has a worse one. Okay. Um, fair. um, Luck of the Irish definitely. That wasn't really a love story um, there. Don't they kiss at the end? But it's not like a love story. It's not about their love. It's about him being a leprechaun. Yeah, but they kiss at the end, which makes it a worse plot. Um, And let's see what else, what else, what else. I'm going to go back to the one we just did, Lemonade Mouth, and um, <laughs> the, the drummer who just can't get um, get it right with the, the, the bass player. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, the list goes on and on, Kelly. But I gotta say, puppy love, some of the best love. <laughs> so just when Sharpay has lost all hope in finding Boy, Peyton comes through with Boy and Countess in hand. They came back to the apartment. Sounds like their date went well, folks. Okay. <laughs> Sharpay hasn't seen it yet, but Peyton has. Boy and Countess are in love. There's a lot Sharpay hasn't noticed in the in the last couple of weeks. Like the fact that Amber's been using her and she hasn't been around for Peyton's film, just to name a few. She sold her soul to get Boy into this show rather than trusting the dog that she raised. This barely feels like the Sharpay we know. Amber is more of a Sharpay, so Sharpay has to be lesser. I, I, I don't like this. Blech. I think of it like, you know, out in, in the wild, Kelly, where an alpha diva has just completely shown Sharpay her place and Sharpay just has to bow her head while the new diva takes the throne. You know what I mean? When Gabriella came, she didn't dare bow. She became super competitive. Gabriella was all song, no teeth, you know? Sharpay... Sharpay was definitely. I think Sharpay could have taken Gabriella in a fight. I know. I think the desperation was just, there. Now that there's a, a freaking alpha, she's not. She just <laughs> she just goes right to beta instead of you know alpha duel. It just doesn't make sense. No, to she's me. all the way at Omega now, Kelly. Oh, she's shoot. bowing her head all the way down. Oh shoot! Yeah, you're right. I forgot the yeah, second. No. I forgot the next one after beta. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I do agree. Like, it is a stark difference in the way that we've always known Sharpay to be. But I think it's like, like a classic fish-out-of-water story. She's trying to just find her way above uh, above the surface, you know? I guess. I think she was knocked, like, really hard after finding out that the audition wasn't for her. Yeah. Sharpay spits fire at Peyton and mocks his movie that he's making. What happened to the pink whirlwind of confidence and ambition that Peyton first met, Kelly? Look what she's become. Even Peyton sees what we see, Kelly, you're right. Signing headshots for Amber, Sharpay finally starts to realize that things are not going as well as she thought they were. The next day, Sharpay overhears that Amber wants the show to be rewritten to exclude the dogs. They mean just as little to her as their owners, and she proceeds to then make fun of Sharpay's ambitions herself. Completely trampled on and downtrodden, Sharpay makes her way home. She catches Peyton outside and admits that he was right. He must think she's a total fool. Maybe her dad was right after all, too, and she wasn't ready for this. But Peyton encourages her to keep going, and he tells her that she will find the fame that she's looking for. 
Nice little pep talk there and a, a realization for Sharpay. Does this seem on brand for you, Kelly, or do you still think she's acting way out of character? Okay, we're getting closer. This is like end of the movie Sharpay here, but there's still more movie left. You know, like this is like how she was at the end of uh, at the end of High School Musical 2. Which is getting better because it was really annoying where she'd always revert back at the end or the next movie. The start of the next movie. Yeah, maybe she's finally learning from her past. It just took her like half the movie. So the next day, Sharpay arrives to the theater and Countess runs over to greet Boy at the door. Adorable. They start giving little kisses. Very cute. Sharpay gets down to business. She calls Roger over. She tells him all about Amber Lee Adams and how she wants the dogs written out of the show. This means that Roger and Sharpay have to form an alliance against Amber. They need to show people exactly who Amber really is. Right before the dress rehearsal, with the crowd full of Amberly Adams fan club members, Sharpay sneaks a hot mic into Amber's dress. Roger releases the dogs on Amber, and she goes on a tirade, yelling about the dogs and her pathetic fans and all that kind of stuff. And thanks to the hot mic, they all heard her. This is a bit of ingenuity and, and, and genius from Sharpay's end, Kelly. I don't know what you think. I mean, yes, it was like justice is being served. Yeah. Like, for once, there's a villain other than Sharpay in one of these movies. Who'd have yeah. thought? I don't know. Sharpay finally stands up to Amber and says she'd be embarrassed if someone thought she was anything like her. Amber quits, and uh, she says that without her, there's going to be no show, so she wins in the end after all. The director kicks Sharpay out, thinking that it, this was all her fault, which, I mean, it kind of was, but... It's fine, though, because Amber kind of had it coming, and uh, people had to know. Yeah, just it needs to be known. Yeah, you can't let people go around like that, Kelly. Roger says that if she goes, he's going to go too, but Sharpay urges him to stay. The next day, Sharpay is packing her stuff to leave New York, and Peyton stops by. She's going to go home, and she's going to miss him, and that's the only plan that she has. He tells her not to go, but she already talked to her dad, and things are set. Turns out that her dream to become a star was more of a dream than the reality, Kelly. She had a month to prove it, but she came up short. Peyton says that she still has eight hours, so maybe something can happen. You think something's going to happen, Kelly? I'm just really hoping. You gotta hope. She gets a call from the stage manager, and he asks her to come and clear out boys' things. Peyton goes with her. The production is ending because they can't replace Amber. Um, and as Sharpay leaves the building, Peyton tells everybody that the show is not over yet. He plays a video of Sharpay rehearsing with Boy and says that she's not a star yet, but she could be one. We watch Sharpay sing New York's Best Kept Secret, a song from the show that somehow parallels her story here in New York. It's, it's funny how that works, Kelly. <laughs> anyway, this blows the writer and the manager away. She is leaps and bounds better than Amber Lee Adams ever was. I feel like the plot's been so boring up until now that I've really been craving a Sharpay song, and I'm just very satisfied to get one. Yeah. This, it was, this was nice to see, and it was like a very different kind of Sharpay song than that than we've ever gotten because it was like 
kind of just her on a stage instead of all the crazy like pyrotechnics and scenery things and everything like that. Yeah, just um, organic so was, Sharpay. Yeah, you you could see her her talent, and this is what the the directors are seeing as well. Yeah, but uh, what irked me is like the lack of logistics. There's no understudy for Amber, and they're just like, all right, let's look at this uh, dog trainer. <laughs> Kelly, you ain't wrong. So they're unfiring her because they need her, Kelly. She takes the job, but on one condition. That boy and Countess split the role evenly. It all worked out better than expected, Kelly. But, like, why would she let that brat get his dog on the show? I, I don't think he was redeemed even if he, like, helped her reveal that Amber is actually, like, a, a brat. Well, that's actually, like, terrible. I mostly agree, but a big portion of this character's redemption is when he starts to whine and complain when uh, Sharpay tells him that Amber wants the dogs written out of the show and his um, excuses, what, I'm only 12, what do you expect? Well, like, being 12 does not mean you're allowed show. to have a tantrum. <laughs> No, 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 I'm not saying that it, it's a it's it's a, an actual redemption, but in my eyes, that joke was worth it. It's more a redemption for Sharpay to, to like be super nice, and she's like, you know what, and you can stay too. Yeah, I think so too, but also Countess didn't do anything wrong, other than love boy. No, no, I didn't do anything wrong, it's just the, the owner is annoying. Yeah, definitely. So she, Sharpay has a bit of stage fright, but Peyton calms her down. They kiss... But there's no time for this, Kelly. They have to rehearse. But, like, why would Sharpay fear forgetting her lines? That's also off-brand. Yeah, it is. And especially because she's been helping Amber with hers. Yeah. So she should know them all anyway. Exactly. Cut to opening night, Kelly, and the house is packed. Mr. and Mrs. Evans are there. They meet Peyton, and the show begins. We watch the opening number, titled The Rest of My Life, and Sharpay is every bit as good as she always believed that she was. The song serves as a great end to our movie and the start to the rest of Sharpay's life. And that's the movie, Kelly. This ending song is more of what I wanted from this movie. Not her being an assistant for someone worse than she normally is. Just good old Sharpay singing. Yeah, I agree. I was kind of expecting more songs just in general. Um just because of what we've gotten from the previous movies, High School Musical 1, 2, and 3, all of which were true musicals, um, this had very little music in it, and even less of it was actually sung by characters in the movie. Um, I, I think it could have been better if they had done more of a musical than they did, um, but I did find that it was... it. it Bar a couple of strange character decisions, I think that it was Sharpay throughout the movie, um, which I did enjoy. Yeah, I just sent you a link. I just found a YouTube video of Lucas Grapeel in the movie. He's in the credits. No. Oh. Yeah, I th I think they they should have leaned more into the High School Musical aspect of it and less into just you know this spinoff story. Um. Even if it was just to include someone like Ryan in more of the movie, you know? Oh my gosh, he falls in the Murphy bed too. <laughs> or not falls, but like gets up, stuck up in there. Oh god. Um, Yeah, if it was more High School Musical-esque, or if it was even just not centered on the dog, 
like, maybe, like, so the dog gets an audition, it goes to Countess, and maybe on the same theater, the same stage, she auditions for other roles, and she gets, like, a small role, or she gets the understudy of this dog role. I don't know, like, anything that she's actually doing more, doing, um, rehearsals, actually singing, I want to see her struggle and make her way through, not her struggle to get her dog in. It was just, the dog element just made it so childish. I'm sorry, like, that you love the dog part, but, like, it just annoyed me so much. I wanted to see Sharpay make it in Broadway, not her get lucky <laughs> at the end and then get <laughs> to sing. I think the dog love story saved this movie quite a bit for me. Um, but I do agree. I, I do wish it was more Sharpay. Um, and I do wish that Sharpay felt more like Sharpay, but I I did feel like she was Sharpay. Like I, I it was still that character, just with a couple of strange choices thrown in the mix. Um the original songs that we did get felt high school musically. Um and I like I said earlier, I wish that they had gone all original rather than have some covers thrown in there just as part of the soundtrack. I agree. Also, like of all the sh- uh of all the Sharpay spin-offs, why did this one get greenlit? So I, I again, I just found it extremely disappointing. I don't think it needed to be made. It was one thing to take Sharpay away from the core cast. It was another to take her away from her twin brother and change her personality. Yeah. Because I just didn't believe it wasn't fully Sharpay that we knew. I, unless they wanted to be, you know, tell us that this is Sharpay after college graduation or a couple of years. Like, they just did not give us a like, clear timeline. Yeah. I definitely think there should have been more High School Musical in it. I agree. It would be like, she could have just, you know, like, called Gabriella and got, like, one scene of her. Open up her phone and see a picture of Troy. Or, or like, yeah, like, one of them's in Eat New a York creme they brulee. Get dinner, or they get, like, lunch together or something. Yeah. No, Do you're they, definitely Yeah, right. her and Zeke are dating or something. I don't know. Anything would be nice. Oh, because we needed Peyton. Oh, right. I forgot. Oh, well, if her and Zeke just broke up, that would have been cool. I mean, I'm yeah. sorry, but, like, just seeing someone else from the world. <laughs> so we know it's no, real. absolutely. There's so many ways that they could have just shoehorned it in. It would have been great for us old-time High School Musical fans. Um, but instead, they didn't. And they threw in a a credit scene with Ryan that is now only available via YouTube rewatches of the original broadcast on Disney Channel. Yes. Any other thoughts on, on, on Sharpay, Kelly? I don't understand why Disney Plus didn't include the <laughs> the Ryan scene, but whatever. I agree. And with that, I uh, gotta go because Elsa's here. Alright, then why don't you take us out before Elsa does. Alright. <laughs> Thanks everyone for tuning in. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review so we can improve and follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at DecomCentralPod, so feel free to follow us there. Wear masks, get vaccinated, keep thanks. Alright, this is the final curtain call for High School Musical. See you later. Bye.